Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Okay, welcome back to Don V Fridays, everybody. I know it's been a hot summer, but it's officially lying season. It's it's finally time to get these lies off. Um, I got a very special guest um, coming to help me get off some of these elite lies. Can you introduce yourself to the people, please? Yes, sir. My name is Mark. I'm on the um, good old Twitter page at HokieKing82. So feel free to follow follow me. Um, I'm just your average crazy Hokie fan. Hope you'll enjoy the podcast. Got some good information. You're coming up in just a bit to stay tuned for that. You definitely, definitely will be impressed. Yeah, good to have you on. Um, Appreciate the invite. Not a problem, not a problem. Um, It's hard to believe, but football is almost back. NFL preseason kicks off with the Hall of Fame game on August 1st, and soon we'll have regular season NFL and college football. That means it's time to make an account at the best sports at the best online sports book known to man. That's right, I'm talking about my bookie. Sports betting is exploding in popularity. And if you want to get in and in on the action with the trusted company that's been in business for years, my bookie is the place for you with an easy, no hassle, mobile site, 24-7 customer service, and bets on every sport and prop imaginable. My bookie provides a fun, safe betting experience. Maybe you think Drew Brees and the Saints get their revenge on a terrible blown call in last year's NFL championship or, or Tom Brady and the Patriots win their seventh Super Bowl. Why not make money when your prediction comes true? If you deposit today, my bookie will give you fifty a 50% deposit bonus. That's right. You put in $100, they will give you $50. You put in $1,000, they give you $500. It's that easy. Football weekends are the best, especially in Blacksburg. But they're even more thrilling when every touchdown can score can win you more money. So go to M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G and sign up today with the promo code Virginia. Yes, Virginia, the Commonwealth of Virginia. At my bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. So I'm here with my guest, Mark, uh, or a.k.a. at the Hokie King 82. Um, how long you been? A Virginia Tech fan. How long have you been supporting the program? Oh man, it's it's been a long time for me. Ever since 1993, I uh, went to my first ball game back in 1997. I uh, got to see Michael Vick play in person uh, back when Wayne Stadium was not quite a terror dome yet. That uh, was getting getting that started. I was there before the uh, South End Zone officially become the giant uh, end zone platter that it is now. That's for sure. It's it's been it's been a long bit of while. Yeah, that's yeah. So you go back because I'm one of yeah. the, I'm one of the I came when Michael Vick came because we're from the same city and we're from the same yeah, neighborhood. Yep. So that's when 
I even knew about Virginia Tech is when he went. Because got, it got out my city uh, hyped up for Virginia Tech. But anyways, yeah. uh, what, what, you, you say you are a writer, is that correct? Yeah, I worked for uh, worked for a media company called Blue HQ Media. We're a uh, media firm. Uh, go to our website, check us out, bluehqmedia.com. We talk about NHL. We talk about the NBA. We talk about NFL, college football. There's a lot of a lot of great talented writers on the site. Go support us. Go check out articles. Um, several of my articles about the Virginia Tech are on there from last season. Um, I'm starting to pump out some articles for this season, haven't heard anything yet for this season, but um, go check it out. You'll definitely be entertained, and uh, feel free to support the cause. It's, it's, an, it's an, a new company. We're up and coming and hoping to um, step into that next threshold and uh, and start to play with the big boys maybe one day. Yeah, and you said Blue HQ Media? Yeah, BlueHQMedia.com. BlueHQMedia.com. Up, up and coming. About to compete with the big boys one of these days. Um, <laughs> That's the plan. <laughs> um, how do you feel about the current state of Virginia Tech uh, football program and head coach Justin Fuente? Because it's been it's been a polarizing topic all off season. Yeah, yeah, um, it has. But what are your thoughts on the current state of the program and your thoughts on head coach Justin Fuente? Well, to be quite honest, I mean that the program is about where I thought it would be at and you know he's coming into year four now um it's 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 about where I thought it would be I you know I, I thought last year we could have the potential to take a nosedive and which we did uh which that sucked but we'll, we'll get to that later uh but really if you think about it he started when Justin when Justin Fonte took over the program he was the hot new hire I mean, it was him and Matt Campbell at the time was the hot new commodities of the up-and-coming coaches from the non-Power 5 schools. Uh, and then we lucked out and got Justin Fuente, which was, uh, you know, at the time everybody was, you know, really high on him. I mean, I'm still very high on Justin Fuente. To me, even to this day, it was a home run hire. I mean, he did have those first two years. He had, you know, all of Beamer's big, you know, big players. You know, your, your Bucky Hodges. You had your Edmonds brothers. You had, Tim you know, Gerard, Tim Settle. You had that. You had that nasty D. Then, then year two, same thing. You know, a, a lot of that. You know, you know, there, there was no big drop off from year one to year two. I mean, yeah, there was a couple. You know, a couple games we should have won in year two, aka Georgia Tech, which some um, for god awful reason we could not beat them. I don't know why. There must be a freaking curse against Georgia Tech. But uh, it was just it was just one of those things. And last year, you kind of you you've seen it coming. I mean, you you look at programs across the country, you see this, you know, in coaches' first season. You never see, and you and they start to trend up. I mean, you look at you know, programs across the, you know, the ACC, another one of the coaches that I thought before they hired Justin Fuente, they should have hired, I mean, this is just my opinion, Dino Babers. He was my pick to take over Virginia Tech, but then they hired Justin Fuente, which, you know, which I was fine with. I mean, he was a great coach, great up-and-coming coach, but I like Dino Babers just a smidge better. I mean, you look at his Syracuse team now, I mean, they started out his, his first year, four and eight, and they climbed to six and six. And mm-hmm. last year, you know, they popped out ten wins and beat a pretty good West Virginia team in the uh, their bowl game last year too. So, I mean, our, our program is definitely trending in the right direction. I think recruiting has got a whole hell of a lot better since <laughs> uh, Fuente's taken over compared to what Beamer had. And 
you know, Beamer, don't get me wrong, great, you know, Coach Beamer was an awesome, amazing coach, great ambassador for Virginia Tech. I mean, he'll always will be a legend. My God, he has a damn statue in front of the stadium. I mean, you can't, you can't beat that. I mean, he's definitely a legend. I mean, the GOAT, as, as, as everybody says, the GOAT. But yeah, he is definitely the legend. I mean, he'll, he, he put Virginia Tech on the map. There's, there's no, no ifs, ands, buts about it. Um, but I mean, he, from, if you think about it, from 2012, to 2016, before Fuentech took over, their recruiting took a step back. I mean, you didn't see, you know, you, you didn't have your big name players. I mean, sure, you know, we got Bucky and we got Isaiah, we got Cam, you know, and we, you know, we got those people and we had Settle and, you know, and Ricky Walker and, and all those guys, but they wasn't really that high recruiting coming out except for, you know, your Tim Settle was a, you know, ESPN top 100 and, uh, and you know, Bucky and with a four star quarterback. You know, turn tight end slash wide receiver, and and Isaiah and Phillips only came in as three star players, and that's the most. And you know, everybody you know bigs about the stars. You know, you got to have your five stars. You got to have your four stars if you want to compete and win championships. And mm-hmm. to me, I, I I don't see that. I mean, I don't see that. I mean, I'm not sure to take a three star player, case in point, like a Ken Phillips, who's now the all time passing, uh, you know, record setter at Virginia Tech. Yeah, I mean. I mean, that's my biggest thing. But, you know, since Fuente's taken over, you know, in 2016, 2017, and 2018, those classes have got better. I mean, you, you see you see how last year on the field, you know, you had your Dax Hollifield. You had your big play Trey Turner. I mean, you, you had all that, you know, your uh, Rashad Ashby, your um, Caleb Farley, you know, and all them guys are now coming into their own as, you know, True sophomores, redshirt freshmen, and, and what people don't realize, we started and played eleven true freshmen to redshirt freshmen and you know sophomores last year throughout the entire season. You know it was due to some injuries, and of course the NFL hit its bad last year on the draft. I mean by no means was you know that an excuse for last season what happened, but you got to think, you got to think facts. You know you, you you take eighteen to eighteen to nineteen year old kids playing against grown-ass men, you know, 21, 22-year-old kids, especially in the ACC, and that's what you get. I mean, and of course, we had some bad breaks, you know, some yeah. can't, some cancer on the team. But, we know we but, call but you got to look at it like, even if we're playing freshmen and sophomores, Virginia Tech's freshmen and sophomores should beat ODU, no matter who's on that team. Oh, right? oh God. Took, oh, my God. If you took <laughs> Alabama, and I don't even want to say Alabama, the cream of the crop in the in the world, but if you took a Power 5 team, albeit they're an inexperienced team, they should beat a uh-huh. group of five teams. Oh, every yeah, day absolutely. Absolutely. I, I agree with that 100%. That, uh, that ODU loss was probably top three worst losses in our program's history. Yeah, outside the JMU debacle back in uh, 2010, but um, that I mean, outside of them two, those those are the two as freshest in my mind. I mean, it was just last season was was weird. It, if it could went wrong, it did go wrong. I mean, it, it started out in the ODU game, you know, then Josh Jackson breaking his leg, or mm-hmm. I'm sorry, breaking a femur, uh, femur, uh, yeah. I mean, that's just then the you know everybody's favorite topic, the transfer portal. Yeah, I mean that hit. Yes, that What's your hit, and that transfer portal. Do you? Like oh it? my you god! Oh hell no! It's probably the dumbest thing that was ever created in college football. 
And here's why. This is just strictly my opinion. The transfer portal should only be available for folks with, you know, family issues, medical problems, grades. It should be really looked at instead of saying, oh, okay, I, I don't want, I don't want to play for a school no more because I'm not getting reps. I mean, to me, if, if you go to a school and if you're not playing and you're not, you earn your right, you earn your right to play. I mean, that's just, that's just the way, you know, playing, coming up playing football myself. I mean, I'm sure when you played, I mean, you had to earn your spot. It just wasn't given. Yeah, but these kids only have four or five years to play. So I don't. True. I, I, I'm for the transfer portal because, like I said, they only got a limited amount of time to put whatever film they can together to try to play professional. True. Because let's be clear. Let's be real. I think 100% of these kids that go to Virginia Tech anyway want to play in the NFL one day. I think oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean. So if they feel like, all right, I know I can go play somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 can, I can see that point. But, you know, another thing, too, you know, I, I look at it, too, if a coach leaves that program, then yeah, yeah, you can transfer. I mean, because you know, you went there not only for the university, you probably went there for the coach too. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I, I could see, I, I could see that too. And one big thing that you you mentioned on the transfer portal, the one thing that gets me is when people, when kids commit to a school one week, then oh, decommit, yeah. then recommit. That drives the their fan bases absolutely freaking bananas. Now that's what I'm against. Uh, you got Dude, high school recruits I, yeah. planning to use the transfer portal as an extended yeah. recruitment. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, it, you know, in, in my in my personal opinion, if you commit to a school, and and you know, and basically you're holding up a scholarship that from a, from another from you know from another player who really wants to go there, but you committed first, so you're basically holding a scholarship mm-hmm. hostage. Yeah. I mean, then you then you decommit the next week. I mean, there should be some kind of the NCAA should step in and have some kind of, you know, some kind of binding law, and you know, not necessarily, yeah, you're a hundred, you, you know, before you commit, I mean, you got to think all these coaches, all the effort, and all the time, and all the stuff to put into that certain individual, and they commit, yeah, that's a big relief yeah. off their hand. Okay, at least put the uniform on. These kids exactly. will commit, yeah, be on campus, and not even make it to spring practice. Like, no, nah, transfer portal. Like, yeah, exa- exactly. Unless you're exactly. abused or there's you know, yeah. abuse yeah. going on, like don't get on campus. It'd be like, nah, I want to get recruited again. And they yeah, I mean you can't. Oh, you know, oh god, that that's that's the one thing that gets me. This you know is then you know you have the fan bases. You know the uh, let's just let's call them the non-educated fans. Just your uh, your average, you know, couch watching. You know. Cast quarterbacks, as we like to call them back in our day, yeah. you know, and they then you automatically want to blame the coaches for saying, you know, for saying, you know, oh, he can't recruit recruit for shit. I mean, he's, you know, he's losing out on all these vows. But what they don't realize is they put in all that effort. Then the the, the coaches hurt worse than the fans do. Trust me on that. I mean, they do is because they got to go back to square one, got to go back to the drawing board to say, okay, we missed on this guy. Who else is out there that we want to target next? So there's a lot of work in there's a lot of work into it that the you know most people don't realize nor understand that there's a lot of work that goes in to bringing in these kids. I mean, and granted, this year 
we're gonna we're gonna see a huge because a huge drop off in recruits for Virginia Tech is because right now we only have seven scholarships available for this season. And what do we have right now in recruits for a commitment seven? So we're we're essentially full. So we can't take any more players unless we have attrition coming out of the spring, or I'm sorry, out of out of fall camp, or you know people going to the transfer portal. We're not gonna have any more scholarships to give. Because unless people just start to go into the transfer portal. Oh yeah, I mean I understand what you're saying, but when it comes down to people, fans, fans that criticize the coaches, because I criticize Fuente, I forgot criticize them. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's I, not that I'm saying they want to recruit poorly or they want to whiff on certain players. It's just people are gonna be frustrated and people gonna just. Get their yeah. frustrations out on somebody. Somebody got to get these. Somebody got to get these tweets. Uh, yeah, somebody, somebody got to get the keyboard warrior out there. Yeah, somebody <laughs> got to get these takes. Uh, some people take it too far. Some people yeah. do. Too, yep. some, some people take the criticism a little too far. They take it out on the kids uh-huh. and stuff like yeah. that. But uh, yeah, I mean, they're just they're just in scholarships this season. because yeah. we're a very young team. I mean, like you said, we played a lot of freshmen and sophomores. Majority yeah, we only of the have team seven. Is right now redshirt sophomores and true sophomores. So yeah, yeah, and, and and the thing is, we only have seven seniors on our team right now. Yeah. So, I mean, that's and that's the key. And I think twenty twenty one is really going to be our breakout year in terms of recruiting. You know, this year I think we'll after all it's all said and done, and after all the attrition, and after everything it's said and done, we'll you know we'll we'll land in you know somewhere in the forties. It won't be up to you know up to most folks' standard, but you know no. you got to look at it this way. No, I mean I mean that's not Virginia Tech standard by no means. But I mean with the limited you know with the limited amount of resources that you have to give, I mean you can only you know give but so much. Yeah, but some of them will hurt, man. <laughs> yeah, that Antoine yeah. Powell will. That Antoine Powell will. Oh God! Oh my God! That one hurt. I mean, because I thought. You know, everything that I read, everything that I've seen was, you know, you could have bet the farm he was going to go to Virginia Tech. Hell, he might still go to Virginia Tech. I yeah. mean, he's committed to Florida. He's committed to Florida now. Yeah. I mean, that ain't go, they, they ain't going to change. You know, it, as I always tell folks, it don't mean shit until they put ink to paper. Yeah, and now with the transfer portal, you got to see him in yep. uniform. You got to see him yeah. playing the game. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You got to see him out on the field. <laughs> you got to see him on the field, man. They could play in the spring game and turn yep, around and yep. get right in the transfer portal. It, yep, I've seen I've seen it firsthand with a couple of players this year. I mean, yeah, you know, and you know, Justin Pointe, I think he's you know was the right pick for the job, and I think he was the right man for the job when it comes out to being what Virginia Tech's culture is and what Virginia Tech wants to continue to do. You know, to continue building building on the foundation that Frank Beamer left, and you know. Is you know, is he you know is he the right you know person you know five years down the road? I mean, only time will tell. But as of right now, I think he has a program trending the way he wants and the way he wants to do things. I mean, as you've seen, uh, I don't know if you've seen today over the last couple of days that um, the Maxwell Award, uh, Ron Willis, or um, well, I'm going to go ahead and say our starting quarterback this year since uh, oh, yeah. Fuente didn't say it in the you ACC media days. Ryan yeah, we'll say it for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but put it down. You know, bet you, you know, bet bet a paycheck on it. You know, Ron Willis is going to be your starter. 
I mean, that's, that's, well, I mean, Quinte has his own ways about doing things, which that's one of the ways, you know, I I see, you know, competition. Everybody loves competition. You know, everybody's going to get reps that first, you know, the first few days of, you know, practice, the fall practice, which kicks off on Thursday, August the 1st. For those out there wondering, August the 1st, uh, you know, we, we kick off with practice. Um, but you know, that's, that's the thing though, and everybody's, Wondering, you know, everybody's thinking out there. You, you, you know, the name I'm, I'm getting ready to say, Fester. What is going to happen with Tavion Fester? Man, that's been the hey, <laughs> outside of the Kawhi, outside of Kawhi Leonard watch. Like Tavion, he's been the biggest name people been yep, watching yep. for three. Yep. Four, my one of my friends who's a South Carolina alum was uh-huh. DM and be like, "It's a done deal. He's going to South Carolina," but. That was weeks ago he sent me that DM. I, yeah. Nobody knows. No, and, and and that's the thing, though. I mean, I read an article. I, I shit you not, I read an article. It was a South Carolina Insider article. It was like a couple weeks ago. He He's never been – he's never had much contact with the South Carolina coaches. The only contact he's had with the coaches was a seven-on-seven that he went to for his high school, did a seven-on-seven drill in South Carolina, and he was there. He met with the coaches. I mean, and, and 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 according to that article, if you if you want to read into anything that article said, it, it was just you know they kind of you know fell off and they hadn't really talked to him that much. Well, hell, we rolled out the red carpet, you know anything that boy wanted when he came up to Tech. He spent three days with him. We fed him, you know, put him up, hung out with offensive linemen. You know, they took him out on the town, get did God knows what to God knows who, and hopefully you know everybody behaved themselves. But you know. Oh, no, they, de- they definitely hit the pussy house. You can believe they definitely hit the pussy house. <laughs> I mean, that. kids will be kids, you know, you know, because you know how you know how that goes. You know, kids will be kids. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you know, it, it'll it'll come down to it. And, and plus, what people don't realize too, you know, he'll make his decision over the next week or so. I, I would, I, and I'd venture to guess because he officially graduates from Clemson on the third of August. That's when his, I think, his uh, graduation date is. I think third third of August. I was reading. I mean, and he can report, to, you know, because you know South Carolina starts their camp August the first, same as we, same as us, because their first game's on the thirty first, same as us. So they report to camp on the on the same day. So you know, you got to think that on that Monday the fifth, which camp is he going to show up at? All right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean that's the, I mean that's the thing that if you think about it, if you know, according to Hokie two four seven yesterday. They did a uh, a breakdown of uh, the, the of the roster, what they think, and you know who's going to be your starters and everything like that, which we'll go to. We'll talk about that a little later in the broadcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have Fester. Then when they get a starting running back, they have Tavon Fester. Then everybody four da 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 da. And they have Fester in big bold, italicized, circled, highlighted. Anything else you could do to that poor boy's name? I mean, and hoping and praying that you know he'd be the second coming. So, and and he, honestly, he he would be. I mean, he with all the pieces that we have coming back, you know, we'll talk about that in a bit. But all the pieces that we have coming back, add him into the mix. Shit. Oh, you, I mean, you, I think it's that. You cooking? I, I think it's that. Especially with yeah. the, and like you said, we're about to talk about it in a little bit. But the, the potential two tight end set we got with Mitchell and uh Rambo and King. Uh, yeah. You add a legit running back to a tight because a two tight end set don't mean nothing if you can't run. <laughs> no, no, absolutely, absolutely not, absolutely not. And, and plus, if you if you go back to that game, the 2017 game um, against um, against Clemson and and Blacksburg, and when Kelly Bryant hit that what nice little fade pass out of the backfield, and Tavion Fester 
one joke to the left, and he was gone 65 yards down the yeah. field. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, made uh, Trayvon Edmonds hugging, hugging, hugging air, son. He was hugging air. <laughs> hugging air. <laughs> oh, my God. I try not to think about that game too much. Oh, yeah, it, it, it still gives me indigestion. But um, I had I had a question um, because we're from different sides of the state. I'm from the 757. You're from Southwest Virginia? Yeah, the, the uh, Roanoke area, the NR, uh, Roanoke NRV area. So. Okay, so how do you feel about 757 recruiting? Uh, how do you feel about 757 recruiting in general? Do you think Do you think we should just – Abandon, give up seven five seven recruiting. The kids don't want to go. Uh, kids oh hell no! Or okay. Oh no, hell no! Because we need, in, in my, you know, in my opinion, we need to get back into the seven five seven. Get back into the Tidewater area, the Bay Area. You know, go back down to Richmond and really run that area because constantly, you know, that's where a lot of our talent's coming in. I mean, we got the Robinson kid, well, you know, top receiver coming in. He played okay, at uh, Bishop Robinson. Yeah, 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 yeah. That 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 guy. He he played at uh, was it was Ocean Lakes or not Ocean he Lakes? Yeah, who was it? Yeah, yeah. They, 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 I know they do. I know they bounce around in high schools now, like they do at college. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, we we need to get back to the area. We need to dominate that area. I mean, we need to put a fence around that area and keep the poachers out, like your Penn State, you know, Man, your Ohio State. Oh yeah, well, old old man Brown. Oh God, don't get me started. Don't get me started on him. He ain't gonna he ain't gonna last four years. I don't see why everybody's a hype around him. He ain't gonna last four years. <laughs> but I mean, you know, keep keep their asses out of the seven five there. You know, honestly, I, I was I was looking at a film. I'm glad you brought this up. I was looking at a game. It was back in '06 during the '06 Gator Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, this uh, this happened to flop through on YouTube one day and just looking at you know old school games. Out of the 18 of the 22 starters that day. 18 out of 22. Let folks in. Let that sink in. 18 out of 22. All those kids, where were they from? Right here in Virginia. Yeah. And, you know, you had on that team, you had your Xavier Davies. You had your Macho Harris's. I mean, you had your, um, you know, your Marcus Vick on that team. I mean, you had, you had some ballers on that team. You had. Exactly. Uh, You know, you, you had your ballers from the 757. You had your, you know, your team. You know, from that area. I mean, we need to get back and we need to hit them areas hard. And the team I mean, had an attitude. It had a, a exactly. They had exactly. They had they had a swagger about it. They had, you know, they had that. You know, we're gonna punch you in the mouth. We don't give a shit type of attitude. And that's just how they roll. And you know, I think that's a lot of difference between the players back, you know, ten years ago versus now. I mean, I don't see any team out there, minus last year, minus Clemson, who had that nasty. Nasty edge to them. I don't. I don't see. I mean, Bama has it from time to time, but last year, if you think about it, it had that one nasty defense that oh god, that you know that we give you know offensive coordinators and head coaches nightmares about at Clemson defense last year. I mean, I'll say I'll say Miami. The difference is Miami just lost more games, but Miami's defense definitely had an edge to them, and they definitely fly around and yep. make plays. But, yep. Yep. Oh, I mean, they shoot, Miami's problem. Yeah, Miami's problem was hell. They couldn't find a quarterback to save their lives. I mean, yeah, you went through Perry and you went through, you know. Uh, and now they uh, now they have bringing in Tate Martell for this year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, the they still could, can't figure it out. Because if they can't oh, dude, figure I'm, it out, that quarterback, they'll definitely win the coaches. 
they they'll, they'll they'll have they'll have a shot. They'll definitely have a shot. I mean, you know, depending on which magazine you read and which uh, you know uh, sportscaster you listen to, everybody has a different pick for the coastal. Which yeah. which I hate I hate to say this y'all I hate to say this on this broadcast. UVA. This could be the year. Uh, you, 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 you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. This could be the year where the streak where the streak ends. I mean, it could happen. I mean, I, 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 you know, sugarcoat nothing. I mean, UVA has some serious talent. I never thought I'd, you know, say that coming out of my mouth. It feels like vinegar coming out of my mouth. The shit. I mean, they have the talent to do it. I mean, last year, well, let's be honest. Last year, we got plain lucky. We was damn lucky to beat UVA last year. Oh yeah, we are Ryan Willis pick six. If he didn't knock over that ref and honk that yep. man down, and the, yep. you got the fumble of overtime, you got the uh, the Dalton mm-hmm. King, the Dalton King play. Mir- yeah, yeah, Dalton <laughs> King miracle catch. You got a couple of plays where if they went the other way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we yep, yeah, yeah. I mean, if went you think- to a bowl game. Hell no, hell that streak <laughs> would have been. Could you imagine if we lost the bowl streak and bowl UVA streak. in the same sentence? Fuentes asked me packing up where they would have chased Fuentes ass with pitchforks and pitchforks out of out of uh, Blacksburg. He would have been out of there. Oh my yeah, talking about the, you know, little pro wrestling down the little uh, if you you know, like the Undertaker when the Undertaker's WrestleMania streak died, shoot, if our UVA and Bowl streak would have died, Fuente would have been chased out of town. Yeah, they would have ran up out of there. But I, yeah, I, they I'm gonna yeah. take a second to introduce our friends from SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find a deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals and their and for to your favorite game, concert, or show, and rates them on a scale of zero to ten to let you know if you're getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot marks great deals. A yellow dot good deals. Red dot not so good deals. Use the promo code ACAA at checkout to receive twenty dollars off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on them. What are you waiting for? That's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. Seat Geek. License event. We have the tickets. So it's officially the 2019 season. Fall camp get ready to come around. Um, We're going we to dive into this current Virginia Tech football roster of before we get into it, any impact freshmen you see coming in making an impact as a true freshman? As a true freshman, uh, the couple names pop out all right off the, right off the paper. Uh, the big flip we got from Ohio State, Doug Nestor. Uh, yes. He's from my home state. Of, he's, he's from my home state of West Virginia. That kid is an absolute monster. He could start day one right guard. I mean, you could plug his ass in, put him in at right guard. He wouldn't miss a beat. Um, another another one, uh, the gentleman out of Brian Hudson out of Kentucky, another big offensive lineman. Uh, yes. You could plug him. You could plug him anywhere on the offensive line. He could start day one. Um, if the NCAA assholes would get their head out of their ass and approve Brock Brock Huffman and let him play ball this year, plug that man in at center. There's yes. another one, but he's not a but he's not a freshman. Yeah, um, but, yeah, uh, coming in coming in on this class, but not a freshman. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and um, another another burner. I mean, he was he was LC Bird High School. He was you know nobody knew about this guy. He was a, he was a gem, and we discovered him, and we we messed with him. We didn't leave him. Jay on payout. 
Yeah, Jane Payout. Payout. Yeah, Jane Payout. I think before the season before the season ends, uh, you're going to see him getting you know getting getting some reps and being on the field as you know you may you're looking at your third third or fourth wide receiver option on the outside. You know you got you know you um, you got Grimsley. No, not not Grimsley, but you got uh, Trey Turner and you got um, Hazelton. Then you're gonna you know you're gonna look for a third for the outside. You know, Payout could be your man on on the rotation. Um. You know those those names come those names come to you know come salt and another one I'm kind of partial to because it's here in my area uh, Jesse Hanson uh, at a little Bottletown High School here uh, in Charlottesville Virginia this runs away from me uh, another big offensive lineman we could we could have lost him to Clemson but we didn't he stayed true um, his family's Clemson alums and good people um, and he you know he he'd be another great asset for the offensive line. Here we are talking about offensive line, and that's been our crutch for years. Yeah. We always had a crappy off, crappy offensive line, and your man Vice, Vice, salute the yes. Vance Vice. Yes, yes, the most underpaid offensive line coach in the country. Mark that down, folks. I'm telling you, that man is the most underpaid offensive line coach, and the man's a genius. I mean, he'll take, you know, eight, he'll take ten guys and swap them all around, and out of those ten guys. Hell, you don't even know who's, who your starters is because they rotate so much, which is a good thing. It keeps everybody fresh and gives everybody playing time. And just in case that someone goes down with an injury, plug somebody else in. Yeah, and, they're all oh, it, 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 and, and we'll uncover a gym like a Christian Derrissaw. Oh, one my of God. Best, one of the best tackles in the ACC already. Yes, yes. And uh, and Dowser on the other side, on the right side. Yes. But I had one more freshman. I don't know if he's going to make an impact. I guess this is the question I'm going to pose. Uh, Keyshawn King from Florida, you think he'll contribute as a true freshman or maybe try to redshirt and get more strength size? With with him, I mean, he's he's, he's coming into camp. Depending on how much he, how much he weighs, coming into camp because uh, last look, I mean, looking at his tape, he's a baller. Straight-up baller from Florida. He played against 7A competition down there. So, you know, we know he can play against the big boys in Florida. But the thing about it is, he was five foot eleven, one hundred and seventy five pounds. And you know, and I know, if you're gonna, you know, tote the rock in the ACC and in college, you're gonna have to bulk up to at least one ninety, one ninety five to play. Yeah. So I think I think he takes a year to bulk up. I think he'll, you know, he he'll be a major contributor down the road. But as far as this season coming up, unless it's on special teams, returning kicks, returning punts, which, unless, which was an issue last year. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Unless, unless you know, you know, which you know, it it could happen. I mean, I'm saying, you know, Fester's on a lock. He's he's definitely not a lock to come to you know come to Tech. But if Fester doesn't come, they might look into you know possibly bringing in King to the just for, just rotation. For the speed. Just for the speed. Yeah, this this for the speed alone and bring bringing him in. You know, let him be a part of the rotation with. You know, McLeese and LaPolston and everything like that as well. Okay. Now, the current impact players on this offense, and we all know the name Trey Turner, Christian Derisall. Uh, name any other impact players uh, you foresee or already on this offense currently. Um, Hezekiah Grimsley is going to be a, uh, going to be a breakout player this year. I mean, he's you started to see 
it in the bowl game last year, and you started to see it. At, you know, as as last year towards the end of the season, he really came into himself in that slot receiver role. Um, you know, I think he's he's been in the program for a while. I think this could be the year that Jalen Holston really kind of grows into his own self, and he could be that dominating back that we've been so so wanting since David since David yeah. Wilson left back in 2011. Um, you know, that's you know on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, he. Uh, he'll, you know, those few there, I mean, I think, and Damon Hazleton, I mean, he, I think he'll be back and I think he'll be ready to go. Um, and, um, I think, I think he'll be another, another big time target for Willis. Um, you know, another name, you know, Phil Patterson, this could be his year where he's, you know, been around for, you know, several years now. Um, this could be the year where he finally gets it together. You think, you think James Mitchell will break out or? Oh yeah, definitely sure. Yeah, I think James Mitchell. He's another gem. He's another one that's kind of been under the radar. I think he's a gem that they're, they're going to find a role for him, kind of like a Bucky Hodges um, type player. Even though he's not your traditional, you know, put your hand down in the dirt type tight end, yeah, like Dalton like King. Like a flex tight end. Exactly, exactly. And he's going to be he's going to present some matchups. If you've seen, you know, if anybody went to the spring game. And seeing how really how good he was at catching the ball out you know out of different formations, different sets, and that you know that pass that Ryan Williams hit hit uh, the slant pass that Ryan Williams hit for thirty yards with him on the end of it, it was a thing of beauty. So definitely, I got to see him for sure. Uh, it's been a lot of talk. I think Fuente might have mentioned it, but Mitchell and Keen playing together at the same time. Maybe a two tight end set or maybe Keen at the uh H back. Um do you foresee that or is it just Oh yeah. Talking? Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I think you'll definitely see that this year, uh, because you know, uh once they said at ACC Media Days um uh, this past couple of on Thursday, uh that you that you'll definitely see, you know, Keen and James Mitchell out there at the same time. I mean, even Don King said and said himself, said himself and ACC Media Days that you know James Mitchell is you know the baller. You're you're going to see it. Uh, whether how many how many times you see him on the field both at the same time or how they're going to work Mitchell in, but I I definitely see him getting some major playing time this year. Yeah, because a concern that uh Brandon Hill brought up on Twitter because a lot of us been talking about this two tight end set is uh. You can't have a finesse too tight end set. You got to be able yeah. to be physical and run out of it. That's what makes uh-huh. it work. So, yep, yep, exactly. If we that's don't why. Get Feaster, that's why we need fit. <laughs> we got a lot. Right. We need him. We need him. All the, we're calling all the hood rats. Go this find man, this man. man. So, do um, what you need to do. Get this man to Virginia Tech. We you got to have a physical too tight end set. You can't have a yeah. finesse too tight end set. It's the only way it'll work. Especially, yes, um, yes. especially when you start to get the safeties to creep up, and a, a, a guy yep. like Mitchell can get behind them, and big plays yep. can definitely happen. Um, yep. Anything? Absolutely. Any more notes on the offense you want to touch on? For uh, not. Yeah. Not. I think. I think we're good right now on offense. But yeah, I think we said all we can about offense. But you know, yeah, the defense is where I'm. Where I'm kind of excited about. I mean, the offense we knew. You know, we know what we have there. Defense this year is going to be scary. I think this defense could be scary good this year. Scary. I mean, I mean, 
scary good down now hear me out now now phil still a respected journalist has put that his magazine every year for the last 15 years phil still if you've not got this year's copy i recommend to go pick it up he said by year's end i mean this is this is hitting him talking out of everybody in the country he predicts virginia tech to have the top 15 defense in the country a top 15 defense in the country yes in the country we're talking total defense not not you know good here good there total defense I love Phil I mean, Steele, but that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I at first when I first read it, I blow you one even better. Guess who's ahead of us in that defense? You, you, you probably knew. Yeah, you, you hit it, hit the head on the head. UVA <laughs> coming in, he has them at number nine. I can so see just bigger. off the experience they bring back, and UVA is bringing yeah. back one of the best secondaries. They do got a pass rush. I could see why yeah. he would have UVA defense ranked high, but. Yep. I the only way I could see Virginia Tech having a top fifteen defense is because of the competition we're playing this season. Mm-hmm. Some of the offense yeah. we're playing is just not good. So no, I can no, see them yeah. statistically no. being a fifteen defense. I mean statistically being a but, top some defense, but then we will play a good offense like a Notre Dame and But then, you know, then you know, if we can somehow not shit the bed on a team like Notre Dame and, you know, shut a team out like Rhode Island out and, you know, hold, uh, yeah, hold North Carolina under 20 points a game. Yeah. You know, the 20 confidence points. is going to be to the ceiling. I can see, I, yeah, I don't it, see, I don't see 15. I can see them definitely no. improving though. They got it. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. But shit. You can't get much worse <laughs> than last year. I mean, no, there's no, yeah. you, you have to go up. There's no, you hit the ground. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. We hit the ground last year on, you know, with terms of defense. There's no way. No, absolutely. Hell to the no. We can't get no worse. No I, worse. What's your thoughts on uh, they, uh, reports on Dax Holyfield losing some losing some weight? Not that he was fat or anything, but he was. He wants to be more uh, twitchier in coverage and. He's obviously the face of the defense, one of the faces of the program. Everybody loves Dax. Uh, what's your thoughts on just Dax Holyfield? Period, as a player, as a person. Oh man, as as a as a player, phenomenal. You know, he was probably top five in my opinion of the best defensive recruits we've ever had to come through Virginia Tech. Uh, for me personally, he's top three, top three. Uh, but, you know, in terms as, a, you know, as a person, I, I know the kid. I've met him several times. I've talked to him several times. Solid guy, you know, uh, you know, uh, was were part of the Rock Valley Hockey Club, you know. I've talked to him, you know, several times and I've, you know, talked to him and, you know, different functions and things he's been out with the team. Solid guy. I mean, he, he is one of the, one of the one of the most genuine, nicest people you'll ever meet. And the thing about it is a lot of people don't know this. He likes to weld. You know, he likes to, you know, tear stuff up and, you know, put it back together. I mean, he is just a solid dude. I mean, he's, you know, an all around, all around nice guy. He wants to, you know, he wants to be the face of the defense. He wants to bring, you know, restore the roar kind of, uh, back to, back to the way it used to be. He wants to be, you know, the anchor to the defense. Yeah. Yeah. Dak definitely has a, uh, he got that person that like, he got. He's perfect for Blacksburg, like that blue collar mentality. Like, yes, yes. Just, just a, Absolutely. just a man's man. They say, uh, like I said earlier, that he's trying to become a little bit better in coverage. 
on the coverage. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you could see that, you know, in some in some cases in the bowl game last year when when him and Rivers was rotating in the bowl game, you could see some of the coverages. He wasn't as good as Dylan Rivers was in coverage. Um, and that's and that's why you you know you we're, we're going to see in the defense this year. I mean, especially in the linebacking core, we're going to see four solid linebackers rotating. You know, rotating time. You know, you know you're going to have your Rashad Ashby. You know, he's your centerpiece. You know, he's you know a man that averaged over 100 tackles the last two seasons. You know, if anybody's a lock in the defense to start, they you know going to start no matter what. It's him. Um, you know, and you have your Dax Alford, you have your Dylan Rivers, and you have your Keyshawn Artis. Those names are going to, you know, resonate, you know, in, you know, in the in the fans' ears this year, definitely for sure. If you know, if if we can get the back end worked out and get the kinks worked out on the back end of things, I mean, you know, Phil Still, I love you, man. I'll, I'll have a drink of whatever you're drinking when you, you know, you picked us to be a top fifteen defense. You know, I'll have some 15. of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll I'll have I'll have a little bit of what he's having, but. <laughs> I mean, it's not out, not out of them being a top twenty-five defense. I mean, I could go as far as that. I could see that, but I could, I could see, see that. I could see twenty-five, just just off of who we play. I could see a top twenty-five. Yeah, I mean, because right now, you know, everybody's talking about the schedule, you know, and and we'll talk about that, you know, towards the end of the show. But you know, the schedule is. <laughs> we'll just chat about that later. Yeah, I'll on that. <laughs> um, what, Damn, what do we ECU. do? What what do we do with Devin Hunter? Um, Honestly, Devin Devin has been re- working really hard over the past year. I mean, I've I've talked to Devin a few times. You know, at the spring game, talked to him. Um, you know, and a few other things. You know, I've, I've you know met and spoke with him a few times. Um, he is backing up Reggie Floyd. He's going to be the next Reggie so, Floyd. So I really be on safety. defense. So he's moved to safety. He's from yeah, he's he's yeah he's moved to safety from Webb. Um, because you know you you have your um, you know right now you uh, you you know our whip is pretty set uh, with Khalil Lather and you know and Amari and Amari Connor there Chamar no what's that? I can't never Chimari. pronounce that guys Chimari, yeah yeah Chamar yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah him them two right there are pretty solid when it comes to the whip position um, but yeah he he has really stepped on his own he's kind of been him and Reggie Floyd's kind of been hip to hip when it comes to you know reading coverages and learning how to, you know, command the defense on the back end of things, you know, and I think he'll, I think he's definitely the next star, you know, at the free safety position. And, and that's good. I mean, because it was almost a foregone conclusion. It seemed like every time I logged on Twitter last season, it was, did, uh, did Devin Hunter get in the transfer portal yet? Is transfer yet? Did, because people expect a, a highly ranked recruit that yeah. if he's not playing, he wants to get out, but he stayed, and he's even addressed some of the rumors. Like, I'm not going anywhere. And, um, yeah, exa- exactly. And and he's the type of player you want on your team. You know, he was a top ten player in the country when he when he came out several years ago, and that's what kind of a player that you want on your team to build. Hey, be like, hey, you know, I'm, you know, you know, I came in as a five star player. You know, I may not be, you know, playing like a five star player, but you know, I want to learn how to become a five star player that you recruited me to play. Be yeah. it, be it. Yeah, and then pout because normally kids, not, you know, not, kids pout like they visibly yeah. will not, cry and pout about not mm-hmm. exactly. And and that's the one thing about Devin, you've never seen him, you know, say one negative word about nothing. He just kept his head down, you know, did a redshirt year, you know, and and learned the position. 
and, you know, you know, worked on the scout team and he did a lot in terms of getting, you know, getting himself out there that, you know, if he wants to play pro one day and that's going to show a lot about his character. Now, this is the part of the defense I kind of <laughs> didn't want to talk about, but the defensive line, um, it's, oh, it's, okay. It's not that we don't have young players. I think in three years, this defensive line is going to be special, but it's not enough pass rush for me to feel comfortable. Definitely because it's a top 15 defense, according to Field Steel. Uh-huh. Yeah. What's your thoughts on the current defensive line and current well, defensive actually, line depth? Depth, okay. Well, now, now my thing is I think our, our defensive line will be one of our strong points of our defense this year. And and I'll tell you why, because, you know, you're going to have Taiwan Garbutt uh, as planned as the one at the end. You're going to have Emmanuel Belmar as the other end. You're going to have Hewitt, and you're going to have, you know, you have your Hewitt coming in, and and uh, you're going to have um, one the Juco, Juco transfer. Uh, uh, his name's Crawford. Yeah, Crawford. Yeah, that's going to be most likely that's going to be your starting, you know, your starting unit. But, you know, behind them, you know, you, you there's a lot of depth there. I mean, you, you're going to have, you know, a lot of, you know, the, the giant guy named, well, uh, uh, I think Fuga. Yeah, Fuga. Yeah, he's yeah. he's big, another big he's, kid. Yes, I mean, have you seen that kid? I mean, my God, he's six foot two, three hundred fifteen pounds. That kid's a monster. Then you have your walk on, uh, walk two walk on guys, Phil Pot and the other guy. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but they have two walk on guys. Who's not even on scholarship? Exactly. And those two players, those two kids in the spring game, play their asses off. I mean, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's all said and done. The not, you know, the both of them don't crack into the two deep. I mean, then we have the unknown, another JUCO transfer coming in. Uh, from um, uh, Hutchinson Community College out in Kansas, he played in the Jayhawk Conference last year. Jaden Cunningham, you know, that was the big mystery. Is you know, where is he? At? No one's heard anything about him. Well, he's you know, he's finally on the roster. He's enrolled in school there. I mean, that's and and he's ever bit as big as Tim Settle was, if not a little bit bigger and quicker. And and he already has a college experience under him. Him and Crawford, but both have that college experience already. So I mean, I could see him contributing, you know, this year too. So, and so, I think there's. So you think that the defensive line will be improved from last season? Absolutely, and I mean, I I definitely see him as you know being vastly improved. You know, and we need, and uh, there's a uh, player I've neglected to mention, Robert Porsche. That's another baller. Oh, we have a defensive defensive yeah. tackle that not and a lot he, of folks are talking played about. Last year. Exactly, and he played a lot last year. You know, that's why you're going to see, you know, your Taiwan Garbutt, your Nathan Proctors, I mean, the gems from the 2016 class starting to come to their own because they've been in the program for three years now. You know, and your Emmanuel Belmar, he's, you know, he put on, you know, he played his butt off last year too. Yeah, he was going to action. Yeah, exactly. When House Gaines went down. I mean, and and unfortunately, you know, House Gaines looks like his, you know, his football career is kind of, you know, come to an end, unfortunately. But I mean, it, will he play again? I mean, we don't know. But as of right now, no. Yeah, yeah. But are you got to turn him around on the defensive line because that's probably the one unit I was the most down on coming yeah. into this season. Yeah. But if anything, it's a bigger defensive line than last year. We just seem small and weak sometimes. Yeah. Like we got pushed exactly. around by. Cincinnati, exactly. we got pushed around by a lot of teams, but 
it seems like a bigger, exactly. more physical unit. All yeah, being I mean, less experienced, it's, it's more inexperienced players, but at least they're bigger, stronger kids. Exactly, and you and you average, and you know, every, you know, you know, and I know, you know, you're playing against 300 pound linemen. You're going to need to be, you know, at least 285 or more to be able to contribute on a defensive line. I mean, it may, I mean, if, you know, not, you know, not necessarily at the end position because you're going to have to be more, you know, physical and more skillful on the end, but, you know, in the trenches or big beef. Exactly. In the trenches, you know, where that, you know, where, where it's a war, you know, games are won and lost, they're definitely going to be there. Yeah. If you don't got the big beef, you need a Woody Baron, one of the quickest, twitchiest, best, like a, Undersized interior D lineman I've ever seen in my life, but uh, yeah, the man played a two. He played he played, played D line like he's a monster two sixty. That was his high weight was two sixty. Yes. I mean, and he was and he was throwing fools around in Notre Dame in twenty sixteen, and he was making people look stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just uh, hopefully we can get his brother. Uh, it don't look like it, but. Well, we'll we'll see. We'll see. You know, I, I don't I don't get too hyped up until you know. So the actual fall starts. I mean, I don't really get too hyped when it comes to recruiting and things. So you know, so after the season starts and whatnot. But there's a chance. I mean, we could get his brother. I mean, you know, right now he's a head Tennessee lean. But I mean, you know, things can change. You know, he might want to follow his brother. You know, and anything's possible. Anything is possible. You're right. You want to talk but, some you know, Boston? I'm, you want to talk some Boston College? Yeah, yeah. Let's just roll on to BC. Okay, now. Obviously, Boston College got one of the best running backs in the country. Yep, A.J. Dillon. Everybody still has nightmares about him. A a grown man. A grown man playing much boys. Sometimes looks like Aaron Donald carrying the football. (laughs) Yep, yep, exactly. And sometimes it looks like Pee Wee Herman. You know, take take your pick. So. But, I mean, the thing about Boston College is, you know, they're, they're in a sticky situation this year. Um. You know, they they had to replace a good uh, – while well, I was reading before we started the broadcast, they had to replace 85%, 85 to 90% of their defense and uh, their offensive line. And, you know, Scott Leffler is no longer there. Our, our former offensive uh, coordinator, Scott Leffler, yeah. old lefty. Oh, every, everybody's Scott, yeah. You know, everybody's, everybody's favorite Scotty is now <laughs> – you know, he's he's over um, over boss – or, yeah, was it uh, – Bowling Green now, Bowling he's head Green. coach there. Yeah, but, you know, he's, you know, he's, you know, he's gone. I mean, so they had to replace him, you know, bring in a whole new offensive philosophy. I mean, and you know, and I know, you know, if you bring in a whole new staff, a whole new everything, you can't gel right out of the game, right out of the gate. I mean, case in point, last year, Florida State, when we went down there and waxed Florida State, there was no way on, on, pa- on paper, on paper, there was no way we w- should have went down there last year and waxed Florida State the way we did. You're right, but 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 the games are played on the field, not on paper. So but, you, believe, you know, so when, you believe Boston College offense, while in transition, is going to struggle out the gate? I, I I think so. I think they will. I mean, yeah, I, I think they'll, they'll they'll eventually get it together, and I think they'll be good later on down the down in in the year. And I could definitely see them getting to a bowl game. But I mean, right out the gate, I mean, it's going to take some time before we get you know the new offense philosophy, new you know, new players plugged in. You know, it's it's going to take some time. I mean, and I you know, I always don't like playing Boston College because they always have a running back that can gash every you know gash us to death. Yeah. But you know, 
and this I think this is the year that we get you know get a good Boston get Boston College early, you know, and go ahead and play them and get them early and get them done, get them over with. I mean, I don't I don't think I don't foresee us you know beating them forty nine to nothing like we did a couple of years ago back in Blacksburg, but I think you know we should win this game by double digits. When it comes to Boston College, for me, I think whatever AJ Dillon, you're not going to stop him. AJ Dillon, no, you get can't. he's going to get his hundred to hundred fifty yards rushing. Yeah, got to make sure it's everybody else that beats us, not him. Okay, he's going to get his. Yeah, just don't yeah, let it get yeah, exactly. too out of hand and just force exactly. them to beat us passing, force them to beat us any other way except through him. Um, exactly. Exactly. You know, and you're I'm, gonna I'm have pretty to get sure Buck um, is gonna have everybody keyed in on uh, AJ Dillon, but just force anybody. And if anybody else beats us today, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, get you know, if anybody can, you know, step up and beat us, you know, you know, you know, you know, what was them, you know, and here we are off to the shit show again this year. But yeah. I, I, I think it's, I think it's gonna be, a, I think it's gonna be different. I really do. I mean, I think this year is going to be a lot different uh, than uh, previous than than last season when it comes to our defense and um, and everything. I think our offense is going to score with anybody in the country, but you know our defense is going to be the key this year of how we do for the longevity of the season. Okay, you got a you got a uh, season prediction. Uh, Eight well, wins, nine wins, <laughs> two wins, national championship, playoff. Oh shoot! <laughs> okay, now uh, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves now. The national championship and playoff talk. Uh, but honestly, you know, it it really depends, you know, on three factors. One, how our defense is. Uh, yeah. Two, um, how the offense is. You know, how everything comes together, and if Coach Fuente can manage the ups and the downs with the younger squad. Uh, that's going to be your your three um, your three you know main key factors. But you know in Virginia Tech's history, if you look at the the big picture, they always win a game that they're not supposed to win, and they always shit the bed on a team that they should beat. I yeah. mean that's that's been, that's been Virginia Tech's mo since I can remember. You know, and looking at the schedule, um, you know I could see the, one of the games were technically not going should win. I think we could beat Notre Dame or Miami. Uh, one, one, and, of, one of the other, and one, one of the other. I, I don't see us beating both of them. I, I can see one of the other. Um, and then uh, I look for a team like, like a Wake Forest to sneak and beat us, or you know, God forbid, Georgia Tech again. Jesus Christ, I hope that doesn't happen again. Oh, so like a like a George like a Georgia Tech or like a Pitt, who's going to be supposed to be down this year, find a way to beat us. Those you know, those are some of the teams that I can think of. But off the top of my head, they could. That you know could you know circle the wagon, but you know you know since you put me on the spot, you know at worst you know with you know at at worst um, I'm thinking eight and four at worst um, at and at best ten and two, and I and, and I don't and give a damn and what that, and that's an accept that's that's about that's an acceptable prediction because I think a lot yeah. of people are saying uh, ten wins anything under eight. And there's a disease in the program. It's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. beyond just you know the players that was dismissed and transferred. It's beyond Frank Beamer players. If we lose right. more than four games, this is yep. beyond a Trevon Hill or a, a Eric Kuma. This is 
coaching staff level problem. Exactly. This is this is this is something you know that goes deeper than the players. This is something you know. You know, we got to start, you know, crank at the fire on fourth they seat. I mean, is he the right man for the job with a schedule like this that's going to come out that you're going to have, you know, games on there like, you know, your Rhode Island, you know, your Duke, you know, your Furman, you know, right off the gate, you know, Boston College. You know, and you look at the first first part of that schedule, there's no reason why we shouldn't be undefeated going into Miami. You're right. I mean, there's no, there's no reason why. There's not a reason, rim or reason why we shouldn't be undefeated and going into play Miami. We might be I mean, undefeated going in Miami and unranked. Exactly. I mean, it, it can happen. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, we're probably, depending on, you know, I've seen some preseason polls have us at like in the mid-20s. I mean, honestly, I don't believe we deserve to be ranked uh, going into the season. Um, but, I mean, you know, you know, you know, you know, rankings a, are just like politics. Brand. It's the name brand. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Rankings are just like politics. You know, if we come to find out that, you know, we're both, if Miami's undefeated, we're undefeated, it's going to be a nationally televised game. You you know what I know. They're going to hype it up. They're going to hype it up. They're going to give them a top 10 ranking. Exactly, exactly. They open with Florida. So if they beat Florida, they'll definitely get a top 10 ranking. Yeah, exactly. And that's going to be, you know, that will Miami, you know, will Miami be undefeated getting to us? I mean, there's a chance they drop drop a ball game right off the gate against Florida because Florida's not going to be a slouch this year either. Oh no, Florida's going to be dangerous. Yeah. Well, man, I appreciate your time. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm glad you had me on. I appreciate it. What was the site again? You said Blue. It was HQ. Uh, Blue H. Yeah, yeah. BlueHQMedia.com. Uh, go read some of the articles I posted about Virginia Tech last year. Uh, feel free uh, to check out the website. You know, follow your favorite team. If it's not Virginia Tech, then, you know, you can go stuck it, suck it. <laughs> but anywho, uh, you know, all, all you know, all college teams are on, on the site. Uh, NFL teams are on there. So, you know, go check it out. Um, you know, feel free to follow me on, on Twitter at, at the Hockey King 82 um, You know, you know. Just, you know, questions, you know, I'll, I'll answer what I can with terms of insider information, what I have, some of the stuff I can't release due to legal reasons. Um, but, you know, I think it will be a very good year for us Hokie fans. Yeah, that's good. And like I said, I appreciate appreciate you for coming on. Very knowledgeable. Yes, sir. Be, you know, yes, sir. There's levels to this fanhood. There's levels to being a fan. Like me, I'm just I'm just a quintessential fan. Like I, if it's good, <laughs> I cheer. If it's bad, I boo. Right. Like I'm right, a right. big path deeper than that. But you you come on, right. and you have all the information for the for the uh, for the for the listeners. And um, this was fun. This was really fun to do. I gotta have you back on here. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'd be glad to be glad to come on anytime you need me. Maybe maybe post Boston College after AJ Dillon ran for two twenty and didn't do nothing. Oh Jesus! <laughs> oh my! Come on! Don't give me indigestion now. Come on now! Don't want to take a nerve pill already, Jesus. <laughs> but now he, 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 now, now he can run for two twenty. <laughs> now he can he can run for two twenty under one condition. We, we we win by one point. I don't care what he runs for. The game they pass, that means Boston got his pass for twenty yards all game, <laughs> which would be a boost for our secondary. Because Lord knows. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> but until next week, everybody got blessed.